0: Hey everybody, I'm Kelly Ehlers.
1: I'm Jeffrey Lennon.
0: And this is Volume Up by the T's. My son is off to summer camp. Well, it's just wow. four days, but we're going to call counts. it summer camp.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, four <laughs> days away. Enjoy it, but just one. So there's another one in the house still. So not a total yeah. relief.
0: So it, it the, the whole my whole end like opening statement was misleading. My son's <laughs> gone for four days. Everything else is still the same. <laughs>
1: Sure. But it's summer and things are opening. We're feeling good. It is yeah. hot as heck here in mm-hmm. Southern California. I know that it's hot and humid there in Wisconsin. Yes.
0: So we move on. On last week's episode, we spoke with Jesse Skittrell, a salon owner, creative artist, and hair design educator who is no doubt in high demand. Jesse has A lot of things going. He's also the Energizing Summit presenter for the American Board of Certified Hair Colorists and is helping to lead beauty companies and prestigious organizations throughout the U.S. It was a great interview. Love Mm -hmm. that they were like poised and are poised at the intersection of online color certification. So the timing is right on. If you like learning more about the industry, those who are enacting change and creating a better world, make sure you subscribe, rate and review, and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at ReadTheTease, and send in questions to Jeffrey and I at teas.com.
1: I'll answer them at my desk. Ooh. This week, I had the pleasure of chatting with Ona Diaz-Santin a.k.a. the hair saint. She's a saint for sure, plus a queen, and the CEO and owner of Five Salon and Spa. Ona is a hairstylist that specializes in curly textures and an international educator who is frequently featured in the top outlets like Allure, O Magazine, InStyle, and more for product recommendations and insights into the latest trends and styling tips. You guys are not going to want to miss this interview.
0: I love that. I love I love her intro. Saint, queen, CEO, and owner. <laughs> It's a good one. <laughs> I
1: had fun with that, but she is an actual, I mean, she's the hair saint. She's a saint. She's great. And we're going to talk all about how she's been blessed and how she blesses others with her cool. skill set.
0: Speaking of blessed, before we get there, mm. there's one thing I had one question today I wanted to chat with you about. Wait. So speaking of blessed, before we get to the interview, mm. I want, there's something I want to talk about. Have you seen the new cover Of Glamour Magazine.
1: I have now. And wow, 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 wow. Simone Biles. Crazy. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, could there be a greater, more beautiful and talented athlete? I don't think so.
0: And the hair on the cover image. She literally has the red, white, and blue woven in. Like a beautiful long scarf woven and braided in. It looks to be many, many feet long. She is... The goat and this hair is the goat
1: <laughs> she's the goat she's also not many many feet long she's a, a tiny person tiny, um yes. obviously incredibly accomplished athlete but this cover makes her look like she's tall so kudos Very. to the photographer i mean glamour knows what they're doing no shock there but she looks incredible um smile on her face and she's got a lot to be smiling about recently Ooh. clinched her what seventh world yes. championship I mean, she's unstoppable,
0: unstoppable. She's everywhere in my newsfeed. And today I noticed (laughs) that she even put out a note that said that she actually wouldn't feel comfortable putting her daughter in gymnastics because she, she told a 60 minutes reporter that she doesn't believe that us USA gymnastics has taken the accountability for their actions. So, I mean, she's not letting this one Pass by without her opinion and is also calling for a private investigation. So good for her.
1: Absolutely. A change maker doing the damn thing for, you know, herself and for so many others and an absolute inspiration. We love to see it. Can't it. get enough of Simone Biles excited about the Olympics whenever the heck they happen in Tokyo. And <laughs> yeah, she's going to kill it.
0: I think the question is, you know, will this be her, maybe her last Olympics in Tokyo? She's mentioned that too. So it'll be interesting to see how she approaches this possible last best and final um, and what she does next with her career.
1: Yeah. Can't wait to fangirl the crap out over Simone Biles wherever she is. Just Ugry. watch those routines over and over and over <laughs> on my feed. <laughs> Speaking of feeds and things that you should be looking at over and over, I mean, thetease.com. <laughs> Our editorial team has been hard at work this week and every week, uncovering industry news, diving into the brands that you don't know but should. And here are our favorite headlines from thetees.com from this week. Kelly, you're first up. What do you got?
0: All right. So you mentioned the temp in LA. It's rising. It is here (laughs) as well. (laughs) And I feel like we went all year without what we did, without a festival, without concerts, without, Mm -hmm. without... gathering so we're back to talking about 11 festival hairstyles that you want to recreate this summer i mean let's just say gone are the the coachella days of throwing on a flower crown
1: let's not do that We need
0: more (laughs) (laughs) whether it's bright hair statement accessories or even a wild new haircut some of my favorite of the 11 include face framing braids haven't seen that in a while what about bubble pigtails? Like the holder, you, you got, you got the, you've got the rubber band, the bubble, the band, the bubble. I mean, the one I can't get behind is undoubtedly the butterfly clip. Although I know it's popular and Mariah Carey loves her some butterfly clips. It's just not for me. So check it out on thetease.com. 11 festival hairstyles you'll want to recreate this summer.
1: What I'm interested in is an article that we wrote about three salon owners sharing their mask policy following the CDC's new mask guidance. This is a hot topic. Last month the CDC released new guidelines which says that it's which say that it's now safe For fully vaccinated people to stop wearing masks indoors or outdoors unless they're required to by rules set locally or by business. Since then, mask mandates have been loosened or lifted throughout the country, and many salon owners have been left asking the same question. Should I still require masks in my salon or not? Our team talked to three salon owners and got their takes. You guys have to read this. So interesting. And I won't say how I feel about it.
0: Yeah, don't. I mean, (laughs) or do. (laughs) funny though that you've had this like behavior of like pausing oh gotta get my mask and now i walk yep. into places like we cool here do like, i don't what? try yeah hmm? yep. Huh? yep no it's and then you st- you just it's like this 18 months of behavior that we've learned that we have to like unlearn so it's interesting oh yep. what's your take you, you, you gotta share like what do you I mean think? i'm no? i'm
1: one of these maskers to the bloody end, even though I'm vaccinated, okay. because I don't know. I don't know. And I feel like the whole thing is that you should trust the vaccine. It's supposed to work. It's, if I, I, but, you know, it's a mental thing. To your point of what you just said, this like ingrained behavior. And that's what comes out in the article. Um, lots right. of variants in terms of people, why they have, why they haven't, what they're doing. Um, and it sort of is a cross section of where we're at in the States right now. An yeah. interesting article that I think will be, you know, important to look back in a couple of years. And we're all like, what was that like?
0: totally and i think the one thing too that i deal with is like still the kids so like my kids aren't vaccinated right Mm -hmm. so i mean Mm -hmm. we've removed the mask completely but what about the subset that still isn't allowed to be vaccinated so that's what comes into my mind you know valid i'll have to check it out my next article is well a professional welcomes Derek clark as a new brand ambassador so the big W, (laughs) a big brand in the industry. Um, Derek is certainly a well sought after stylist, expert, and educator with over 20 years experience. And he's going to bring that as a brand ambassador to the team. So what I love about him, and I'm sure the Wella team does as well, is that he trained under Vidal Sassoon, as well as the Wella studio. And he's got a couple techniques of his own, the Derek C. Tossel, a designer cut, and luxury hair color services. So definitely check out Derek. He's one to follow. Uh, We know that this textured hair color expert educator and award-winning hairstylist is going to be a wonderful addition to the Wella team.
1: For sure. Uh, Another thing that I think you guys should consider while wrapping up Pride Month is 10 rainbow nail sets to inspire your Pride manicure. Manicure is the optimal phrase. I'm thinking of finally doing it just because I'm bored (gasps) Um, and the inspo there is 10 different images. All of it's great. Um, Yeah. You should go to that article, feast your eyes on all of that inspo um, and tell me if I should adopt some of the the styles there for shifts and giggles.
0: I think you should. Have you ever gotten a professional manicure?
1: I have not Um, but I keep seeing them everywhere. Everybody, all of these guys have manicures, like Uh different colors, all sorts of stuff. And there's some multicolored ombre things that I was interested in. Um, it's something that our team has been on me. I know maybe I'll do it, Uh, but you should definitely check out that article. It's great. We're all about pride month. That's a fun way to celebrate. Get in there, read that article. Let us know if you liked any (laughs) of the styles as always so much going on the Thank you to our hardworking editors. We are proud to publish the stories that salon pros and consumers alike care about.
0: Next up is Ona, AKA the hair saint. Super excited Jeffrey to take us through all of her experience within the industry and find out about that nickname.
1: Hello, everybody. I'm here this morning with Ona diaz Santin, nicknamed The Hair Saint, CEO and owner of Five Salon and Spa in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Ona, what's up? How's it going?
2: Man, super excited, Jeffrey, to be here. I really appreciate you guys for having me. You know, just uh, happy, happy to be alive. That's what's up. We love
1: that. All about it. All right, let's start at the top. You were called The Hair Saint. How did that nickname come about? Okay.
2: So I have a, a musician, a client of mine. Um, he's been with me for many years and he travels and he does a lot of uh, tours and music stuff. And uh, one day he was out away for a few months and comes back and his hair is in stressed out mode. And he's like, oh, and I need a haircut. I need I need your hands. So I said, okay, let's see where we can do it. you know. And he comes in we did a treatment. He has uh, curly long hair and um, we cut it and we took care of it and, you know, just maintenance and, and talking through like what to do in, in these instances, right? When he's not home and he goes, you're like, you're like the Santa of curly hair is what he said. And he goes, you're like the hair saint. You're like my hair saint. And then he's like, you're the hair saint. And that was it.
1: Working that hair (laughs) brujería, we're all about it. Do you feel
2: pressure to keep up that kind of nickname? I mean, like, that's pretty
1: lofty. Talk to us a little bit about that.
2: You know what? No. You know, I uh, for me, I, I always tell my guests that I really do feel that it's a gift, right? I feel like God gives all his children these gifts, right? So that you can help each other. So it definitely goes with who I am. Anytime I touch anyone, I usually pray before I start my day and, and I just want to make people happy. There's really no malice behind it. I'm not trying to ruin hair. I'm not trying to make you unhappy. For me, it really boils down to making people smile that, you know, some people's vices, maybe food, maybe drugs, maybe, I do spending money in retail. Uh, for me, it's putting a smile on people's faces. As long as I put one smile on someone's face, man, if I get more than one, I know I did my job and I'm going to go to bed really good. So, you know, no, I I don't even look at it that way. For me, it's just, you know, I just, I'm doing my thing. God gave me a gift and I like to share it. And I want people to leave better than when they came in. That's it. You know? Speaking to
1: using your gifts uh, with your clients, how are they coming to you? Is it mostly a situation of, You helping them to embrace natural hair? Is it a situation of reversing damage? Is it all of the above? Talk to us about what your client profiles looked like historically.
2: It's a mix. I think it's a little bit a mix of everything. You know, some people come and they have uh, hair stories about, you know, their childhood uh, traumas. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is trauma. Um, A lot of it is heat damage or chemical damage, or um, a lot of it is people transitioning from never being curly or natural to exploring um, the possibilities um, and wanting to start that journey with me. A lot of it was, you know, during this pandemic, during this pandemic, it got real for many people and Beauty was a thing that was non-existent for a while. We were closed Mm -hmm. for almost four months, you know? So people come back and I'm like, oh, well, you look different, you know? And then they're like, yes, (laughs) and you're going to help me do it, you know, do it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. So I think it's a bit of everything. Uh, One thing that is common for me, that's a common thread is that at the end of the day, a lot of it is internal. A lot of it is, Um, our belief system, a lot of it is what we are taught throughout our cultures and our life. And a lot of it is working the inside. I always say it to then reflect that on the out, you know, and I think that that's really where my work begins is really the inside, because it's hard when you don't recognize the exterior because you've been a certain way for so long. And what I do is not just cutting hair. You know, I don't I don't color hair. I don't just cut hair. I change lives. I love that. I love that.
1: We just got real deep. Uh, that was really beautiful. <laughs> oh, no. Thank you for sharing that. I mean, honestly, we feel that uh, so many hairstylists say that like it, it, hairstyling is not a trade. It's a craft. It's an artistry. It's about the connection. Uh, so I know that a lot of folks are going to resonate with that. Talk to us a little bit about your background. I mean, again, appointed the hair saint by a client, which is incredible. You have roots in hair. Um, Your mom has roots in hair. Talk to us a little bit about like, did you think that you would go into the profession based on your mom and her background? Um, What did you think about uh, in terms of career aspirations when, when you were younger?
2: You know, I grew up in a hair salon. A lot of people may know, and some may not. I, um, my Life was basically in a hair salon. That is mm-hmm. what I know. My mom is um, Dominican. She was born and raised out in Dominican Republic. And she came to the States a little, you know, in like in the 20s or whatever. And she went to beauty school. And mm-hmm. uh, she didn't really, you know, I have to give it to her because she didn't really know much English. Um, and she changed her stars. You know, she said she was going to do it. And she sure did. So she owned four hair salons. She owned four hair salons. And here I am, you know, growing up in different hair salon settings uh, with Mm her. Um, And she at one point was a single mother of three girls with curly hair. (laughs) And, um, you know, she she did it. My two sisters were not interested in beauty. uh, One's 11 years older than me and 10 years older than me. And then I came and. Naturally, I think it's, it was a natural transition for me. Like I knew being in that setting made me happy, you know, because it was a comfort thing. I think Mm -hmm. Uh, watching her, I, you know, you start to replay your life and say to yourself, wow, she is my first mentor. Like she really, she really was. And I mean, still is, you know, like it's crazy. You learn so many things and you don't realize that you apply what you learn because it's not something that was directly taught to me, Mm -hmm. but you learn, right? You learn from watching and, and your experiences. And I can tell you, she was a hard worker till this day. I'm like, mom, you're 70, sit down. You know, no, no, she's no, no. like 70, 70, 70 <laughs> just a number. I'm like, oh my Lord, you know, so she's, she's feisty. She's a feisty little woman. She's tiny, tiny little thing. But I think it was a natural thing. At I, I, one point I said, maybe I'll be a nurse, you know, I'll become a nurse. I love babies. Pediatrics calls, you know, calls me. I love, you know, I love babies. I love uh, children. And I was like, oh, I, w- I would love that. And then I was like, no, I can't do that. You know, what if, you know, God forbid a baby was born ill or stillborn or I I can't, you know, like that's just I would be a terrible nurse. I would be crying all the time, you know. So I said, you know what? I like to take care of people. The reality is I like to take care of people. I like, you know, my language of love, my love language is service, right? Uh, Being served or taking care of people. That is that is the best thing for me, like hosting and hugging people and, you know, that kind of I, I thrive in that environment. And I I said, you know what? I love this. I love beauty. I love um, what it stands for. Um, I love how it makes people feel. I'm going to do this. And when I told my mom, she flipped out. She's like, no, you ain't. And I'm like, what do you mean? You know, you you did it. It was good yeah, for you. Why, why isn't it good for me? And she's like, I worked so hard for you to maybe do, I don't know, go to medical school or go. And I'm like, I'm not going to be a doctor. Let's be real. Um, I said, that's a great profession, but it's not who I am, you know, and I know that I can help people and touch people, um, and make people feel good in different ways. You know? And I said, I said to her, I'm going to do this. And, um, I ended up doing it and man, I'm glad I did. You know, Um, she focused mainly on blow drying curly hair. Whereas um, for me, many of the years that, you know, I wore my hair was usually straight. Um, And it wasn't until like my teens that I was like, okay, this is enough. You know, we, we need to figure it out. If God made me like this and he thinks I'm good enough to look like this, shoot, well, then I'm good. And we're going to run with it. And um, that's how that happened. And then I decided, you know, with the mentorship that, I mean, I've had some amazing mentors in my life. Glory be to God. You know, um, great, great mentors in my life that I am so thankful that God had placed in my life, these amazing women and men. And they basically just took me under their wing and were, you know, they saw something and they were like, we're going to help you, you know, and that's how all of this kind of unraveled. And I said, "Okay, we're going to do this. And then next thing you know, I'm in Bergen County. Yeah. Working in a beautiful salon and leave. But then I come back and, uh, you know, work my way up from pretty much assistant leave, come back, stylist, master stylist, creative director and now owner. And uh, I'm grateful. I am Every day I wake up, I know I am blessed and highly favored beyond measure. So I am thankful.
1: Love that. We're going to get into mentorship in a bit, um, but I do want to sort of follow up about what you talked about um, in terms of your mom not wanting beauty for you. You've got a daughter. You're a salon <laughs> owner. What if she says that she wants to be the salon owner? Um, is that something that you would be happy about?
2: Um. Yeah, you know. I'm a big believer in, listen, live and let live, right? I didn't go to college. I knew that I wasn't going to be that kind of child. Being in a classroom setting, learning, you know, academics was just not my thing. Uh, And that's okay. For some people, that is their gift, right? And their thing. Uh, I'm more of a creative, you know, and I'm good with that. I love it. It's what makes me wake up in the morning with a smile on my face. So I'm good. Yeah if my daughter were to say, you know, she's brought it up, she's brought it up, like, you know, when you get old and all, and I buy this one, I crack up, I'm like, really now, Easy. you know, cuz she has it all planned out, I'm like, oh, so I laugh, but you know what, during the pandemic, she certified herself, she became a lash technician, with her, her own money, yeah, my middle one, this is at three, um, and um She's in college right now and she said, instead of just doing like something like a job job, I can just certify myself in something that I enjoy to do, um, make good money and go to school. How do you feel about that? And I'm like, well, if that's what you wanna do, then that's what I want you to do. My mom, I think grew up in in an environment back in her time that, you know, parents had to, you know, tell their kids what yep. to do and, uh, really control that. And I think it was probably led by fear of like, you know, make, making sure that this child doesn't go down the wrong path. And, you mm-hmm. know, I can honestly say my kids are good kids. You know, they're, they're, they're good kids, not because they're mine. Um, I talk to them about God. Uh, there's always going to be kid stuff. Um, as long as they're not reckless, as long as they have a good head on their shoulders, I, I don't care. They have to learn to fend for themselves at some point because mm-hmm. when I'm no longer here, they have to, they have to be able to do it. And I always tell my kids, don't buy me jewelry, don't buy me things, because I don't, I'm not a things kind of gal. Show me you can. Show me that you will be okay, that you got it. I'm good you know? Uh, so yeah, she actually works in my salon. Yep. She's a nail, uh, a nail uh, lash technician. She's phenomenal. And she's in college, you know? And she asked me if I'm good, if I was to be really good at it, would you let me? And I said, girl, you got to be good. You got to be good. <laughs> just because you my daughter doesn't mean you're going to just kind of hang out here. You got to be good, you know? And um, she really, I give it to her. My hat goes off to her, 19 years old, and she's really She's doing it.
1: Doing She's it. doing it. Good for her. Good uh-huh. for her. Well, speaking of doing it um, and talking a little bit about doing it with a smile on your face, what does a day in the life of a hair saint look like? Uh, salon owner, mom, like talk to us about an average day. If there is an average day, I'm sure everything's different. But, you know, our audience loves to sort of be voyeuristic about what people are up to.
2: Well, I will plan a million things. And I know where this much, is going. I will plan a million things, and I'm very big on putting everything in my existing, you know, form. Whether it be like a book, mine is my alarms, and everyone mm-hmm. here knows that I have a hundred million alarms for planning everything. And then there's my husband that will say, and she will double book herself and triple book mm-hmm. herself right? Mm -hmm. So then he's always like fixing what I'm doing. So um, for me, when I'm here, I'm here. I try not to pick up phone calls. Uh, If it's an emergency, they know what they need to do. And that's usually my family alone. Mm -hmm. Um, They know what to do. Uh, If it's an emergency, I pick up. And, you know, there's a drill for that. If I'm home, I'm home. Um, And I tried my hardest to do that because you know I have a 21 year old and he's phenomenal he's a model and he's a good boy I love him to death and he's my only boy and then I have my daughters Jolie in the middle so Joseph Jolie and Joy and my youngest is eight so wow you know I'm still very much mom
0: um
2: and I'm married 23 years so I, I gotta be wife too you know so um the day is hectic but, you know, for me, I, I can't s- stand still or sit still without doing something. So multitasking, I, I feel most productive for some reason when I'm multitasking. Mm. Um, I teach. Um, I also am an ambassador for a brand right now. So there's a lot going on in my life, but it takes a village and I would never take credit and say that I did it alone because that would be a absolute lie um, I have a great team they help me a lot here at the salon um, my salon coordinators man they keep me organized Woo! they keep they're like oh no you can't do that because look you did this and I'm like oh yes you know so <laughs> they help me a lot so I have them here and then I have my husband outside of here with my other uh, calendars <laughs> and then you know spending time with my babies, like my daughter just moved out. So that was a big deal for me, my exactly. middle one, you know, and, and it looks like my eldest wants to go to, and I'm like, no, you know, um, but live and let live, you know, and then it takes a village. So I have God blessing me 24 seven and I'm grateful beyond. And then I have the people that he placed in my life that keep me in order and, organized and um, I like systems and organization. I just, I feel good in that environment. So that's what it looks like. It's kind of all over, but it's a good all over. It's not a bad, it's never a bad all over. I don't say yes to things I don't want to do. That's one thing I've learned with my age now. I don't say yes to everything. If I want to do it, I do it. And if I don't, please don't take offense to that. It's, it has nothing to do with you or how amazing your projects are, or I just, you know, it's, there's only so much things that I can do or, or so much time in the day, you know? So, and that's it. And I, I've learned to do that. Say no when it's no and say yes, when it's yes, you know?
1: An important lesson, hard to actually practice, but, but good for you. And I'm sure that our audience will appreciate that sort of reminder in the back of their heads that if you don't have space to take it on, you probably should. Don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. T- <laughs> Don't, don't <laughs> More clearly, do just it. don't do it. Uh, so, in the spirit of live and let live, let's talk a little bit about your life and your experience um, and your expertise. You've reflected a lot in, about your past and how frequently you felt obligated to straighten your hair. We talked about that at the top of this uh, interview um, due to biases. You even sort of talked about it with your mom that in her day, a lot of the work was straightening curly hair. Um, mm-hmm. Your approaches, obviously very different to that. You want people to embrace their texture, um, whatever it is. So how do you feel about that evolution uh, within the beauty space, uh, now that it's open to be more inclusive to different textures, um, sort of letting folks to embrace what it is that they've got?
2: I'm a big believer in don't make people feel bad about themselves. We, as individuals, we have that self-chatter already. We don't need to add to the self-chatter. Um, and there there are some people that just don't know how to say, I'm canceling that. I'm canceling you right here. I'm not listening. Cancel and, and put in a, a happy word, right? <laughs> not a lot of people know to say, okay, I'm canceling that thought. Yep. Um, and you live with this negative self-chatter. And I know that, <clears throat> right? So there are most people that will embrace their natural, right? And then there's just some people, my mother, that will not. She just doesn't like it. And that's who she is. And I will not, one thing I won't do is make her feel bad because she's not natural. See, that's something that I feel that's not okay. You know, I um, we have to be careful, right, with... um how we proceed in our industry and I mean in life in general. I don't ever want someone to say like, wow, like I really feel not good about myself and I'm in this person's chair. That shouldn't be the case. The case should be at all times, whether they want to be natural, whether they want to go through that journey, whether they want to be straight and have a healthier approach. There are ways that you can do it, right? With uh, intelligent heat technology and all the things that are happening now, there are ways that you can actually keep hair healthy and not keep it curly. What I'm pro about is making people just feel good. I don't care so much of how you want to wear your hair. I know that I can deliver regardless because I've had the training, glory be to God, right? Mm -hmm. Wonderful mentors, straight, wavy, curly, what you got, I can do it, you know, and that makes me happy. But what is important to me and where I think that's why I always say I work the inside is at the end of the day, whatever makes you happy, if you're coming to me, it's because we're going to work at this together. I'm not trying to convince you to be someone else. I'm not trying to convince you to look different. I'm not going to try to say that I know better because at the end of the day, it's a ping pong situation, right? Yep. Energy is going back and forth. And we come to a common like ground and say, wow, I feel good in this chair. And I would say, I feel good taking care of this person, right? Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, I think it's more that. Yes, I love natural curly hair. And, and the approach really came from me having to say to myself, okay, girl, do the work, love yourself, love your hair, love your nose, love your toe, whatever it is. You know, and move on and then share that, share that energy, Mm -hmm. share that emotion, share that with other people so that they, too, can feel like, oh, I feel good about myself. I love myself because at the end of the day, if you don't love yourself, you're definitely not going to love somebody else. You know, so I I think that's more of my approach. I, you know, however you want to wear your hair, just be happy and do it in the healthiest way that you possibly can. You know, I like keeping the integrity of the hair intact. The only bad hair for me is just damaged hair. You know what I mean? But if it's damaged is because it's, it's, there's something going on deeper than that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're not Mm -hmm. loving this, there's something going on in here, you know, and, and that's, that's what I believe in. But yes, I, I love the natural approach and that's the way that I decided to go because yeah, you know, I have natural hair. So I want to be able to teach young kids that it's okay to be curly and it's okay to have a CEO position and be curly and it's okay to look like me and be a CEO. Yeah, you could do that too. You know, I think it's again, a deeper thing. It's not just Mm -hmm. how you look, it's how you present yourself out there in this world. That could be very pro tools and um you know let me etch her waist in and let me cinch her over here and oh she looks (laughs) nice next thing you know it's like a totally different person you know so i'm a big believer in just you know love who you are love who you are you're not going to be perfect because guess what that doesn't exist and that's okay you know
1: absolutely absolutely Uh, you've talked a few times about mentors along the way uh, that sort of helped you to explode what this approach is to be much more inclusive and to really wrap your arms around loving your hair um, and encouraging folks to love their hair. How did you go about selecting these folks? Did they pop up in your life without you knowing that they would be mentors? Talk to us about that because we know that mentorship is so key. And
2: I'm big on mentor uh, mentorship. I, you know, my mom, that's mm-hmm. what I said. Sometimes it's an indirect thing and then you don't realize yep. until you're older and you're like, oh, my God, I do that just like mom. Yep. Right. Yep. <laughs> so that was like a realization. That was like an aha moment. I would say Miss Goodwin. I think about her often. Um, she was my beauty school teacher. My mom, being that she was always busy with work and whatnot, Miss Goodwin took it upon herself um, to take me to my um you know, my events, anything that I was participating in, anything in school that uh, was after school, um, even road trips, where she like would take me to like her pastor's house and like just crazy, amazing things. She went above and beyond for me. Mm. Uh, She would always tell me that, that I was a good girl. She would always tell me that I was super talented and that God loves me, you know? And I remember those road trips she was a very important woman in my life. And till this day, um, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think of her. And I know that that was God. You know, I know that was God. Um, She saw something that maybe a lot of people didn't see in me, you know, and after that, I am forever grateful. Then Nick Berardi, Nick Berardi um, went to my beauty school did a demo and I said to him, one day I'm going to work with you. And he, he chuckled and he's like, I like your spunk kid. <laughs> you know, he was like, I like your spunk. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm serious. Like I'm for real. And he's like, okay. Years later, years and years later, uh, go by and I get a phone call in a salon that I was working at after leaving here, uh, assisting. And uh, he goes, listen, I hear you're doing a lot of noise, making a lot of noise in this area. And I would let love to meet you and i'm like who is this punk i'm like i'm good thank you very much for the opportunity He's on. like listen yep, it's yep. so funny and he's like what do you have to lose just let's go out blah, blah i said okay we go out and i'm you know eating dinner and we're talking and he goes i said to him you know after that i said i made up my mind i'm leaving and i'm gonna go i'm gonna come here um at the time it was salam five nick and nula on the Salon and um I see him and I said, Oh my goodness, it's that Nick guy, you know. And um I said, Okay, yeah, I'm I'm sold, I'm coming. And he was like that, and I go, Yeah, but I want to tell you something. Remember that girl in beauty school that said she was gonna work with you one day and this and that, and you know, and he goes, Yeah, I remember that. I'm like, Yeah, and he goes, Oh my god, right. And then that happened, and that happened. And then years you know, years pass, and um, ownership changed, and he leaves to go to l a and you know, then I became um creative director and now owner of that particular salon now called Five Salon and Spa. Mm-hmm. and um, then, of course, we have Stephen Moody who his um his way of teaching paints a picture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he is. Patient and kind, um, and I think in that environment and in that setting, you learn a lot, right? You learn a lot because the environment is made easy, um, and it's it becomes easy to learn. Um, and I've had I, I've had the opportunity to work with him and um, learn really from him, and. You know, Michael Haas, you know, there's some really amazing hairdressers that I look up to and only hope to be there one day. And I'm okay taking my time. Mm -hmm. I don't want to rush a single thing. If I have to repeat something a hundred times, let's do it because I just want to get it right, you know. Um, And then there's like certain women in my life, really good. Women in my life, I've learned things from my kids, you know, that I'm mm. like, oh wow. Mm. And I honestly think that that's just God. You know, it's always been like easy. It's always been just easy to have that in my life. Um, for whatever reason, I've been blessed. I don't question God because that's God. Mm. Thank him. And I keep it moving. And if I could ever pay it forward, I always do. Always. I don't mind. And I, I, I like to share what I know because that's what we're supposed to do, right? Is to bring people with you. And, and I'm good with that.
1: So, I mean, you've mentioned some giants in your career that were mentors, but increasingly you are that giant for others. I mean, you've talked about it, that you're trying to bring people along with you. You've been teaching for a number of years throughout the world what do you prefer? Um, Do you prefer doing education? Uh, Do you prefer styling? Do you want it all? Like, talk to us a little bit about that. I mean, I know that salon pros are always thinking about, like, where do I want my career to take me? Uh, What's the balance? What's your balance look like?
2: I think, like I said before, um, multitasking is a very important part of my everyday life. Mm -hmm. So being a stylist behind the chair three days a week and sometimes two, is amazing. And it gives me that creative juice that I really need, right? Mm. Um, And then the other days, I've had to learn really, because now from 27 years behind the chair to now CEO, the past almost four years, it's different, right? And now I'm working a different side of my brain. And Mm. um, I've had to do business courses and schooling and and that was good too because I felt challenged, and I enjoy it. Um, and being able to look at numbers and understand is there's something sexy about that, <laughs> you know. Uh, I enjoy that. And if you're into that
1: kind of thing, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> And then there's education. Mm. I love to share what I learn. You know, like I think because I share, I learn something else, right? Mm. So it's, it's like a double benefit, right? Even though I'm sharing something clicks and I'm like, oh, that's what he meant 20 years ago. You know? So like uh-huh. for me, I think it's, it's definitely a benefit for me as well. Right. Because I teach and I share that and I've made some really great friends along the way. Um, I visited some really great countries, um, and um sometimes i'll do it pro bono mm. i like that uh, because i'm teaching someone to fish i'm not just handing them the fish mm. and i think that that's important especially when they're women and in third you know world countries where like you know you need to learn a craft to survive or you need to do yep. something and i think yep. that i feel like i'm making small difference and it doesn't matter if it's 300 people or 3 people it mm-hmm. could be one person as long yep. as i know that i had something to do with helping that person because god allowed me to do it i'm good you know so i think for me i i want it all why shouldn't why can i have it all you know like um i don't like to settle and i don't like to say to myself this is all i can do or what i can do no there you can always push and I definitely am one of those people. I'm never satisfied standing still. So for me, if I can learn something new, if I could be around a certain energy where I feel, you know, challenged or learn anything, that's where I'm most happy, I would say, um, And that's why I need to be around people. Being in a salon challenges me. To be the CEO challenges me. I just want to be a great leader. I just want to make other leaders. I just want to be around that learning energy environment 24-7. I almost wish sometimes I lived in LA because then I could be with, you know, the people that I respect and and really admire and love and follow closely. Now, you know, I'm a stalker, guys, you know, so like... (laughs) But people need
1: you out in Fort Lee, New Jersey, too. So let's be clear. I mean, like, I'm sure L.A. would love to have you. I can say that as somebody in L.A., but I mean, you're doing it where you are right now and making such a big difference there. So that's equally important. Just put it out there. I'm a New Yorker.
2: eh? I will always be a New Yorker. I was born Mm -hmm. and raised in, uh, you know, Manhattan, then Queens. This is my hood, right? Um, I crossed the bridge. This is pretty far, right? Enough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I will always, I think I'll be here. This is it. But sometimes you miss the people, right? And um, if you can just get on a Zoom or being able to text someone is like huge. It's huge. And uh, I sure appreciate that. Like you don't even know.
1: Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the, the learnings that you've had that you've imparted. I mean, now we're in this like weird space of we can't do a ton of stuff in real life. There's still a lot of Zoom calls and remote learning things that are happening. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest misconceptions that stylists have around curly hair, natural hair? Um, we know that there's a deficit of education as regards the plethora of hair types that are out there existing in the world People have tended to focus on one very specific texture. Um, Talk to us about sort of what you've learned over the years, your experience working with multiple textures of hair um, and things that people can take up for themselves, uh, where they might go uh, for resources, that kind of thing.
2: Um, I think for me, my biggest one pet peeve is that um, it's a one size fits all. Right. Everyone has different densities and textures and porosities. And um, mm. we have to respect that uh, if we want to be school and we know this, then we know that there is not one method of cutting curly hair. And it's probably a, you know, something that being well educated and being around wonderful people and education and um, that environment, you learn that there are so many different techniques There's so many, like my one mentor, Nick would say, you know, you have a library and there's a million books to pick from. And then you take one chapter and add it to another book chapter. And then you just add all these chapters and then you create this whole book from all these little different chapters. And I'm like, man, that makes a lot of sense, right? And it's so true. There's so many different techniques and so many styles of cutting that there is no right or wrong way and it is a very it is a very one way in the box of looking at things so when it comes to curly hair there's a million and one ways to cut it it's not just oh curly hair is meant to be cut dry that is a lie and that is something that i wish people in general would know That is a technique and it is a wonderful one depending on the texture and um, the density, right? You got to also keep in mind all the things that you've learned throughout the years and and apply it to individuals that sit in your chair. Um, So that's one thing that always, I would even say drives me insane. Uh, There's so many techniques. Why are we believing that hype? Let's not all drink that Kool-Aid. There's red, (laughs) blue, orange, yellow. Man, pick
1: one. There's lots of it to choose from.
2: So that's one. Resources, you know, there's uh, education is everywhere now. You can look pretty much everywhere Mm. and you will find if you are looking, you know, what's that, you know, seek and you shall find. So Mm. there there are. Many uh, well education, you know, bumble and bumble. There's so many places that you can look and find resources uh, for curly hair. There's some really amazing curly hairdressers out there that are just focusing solely on curly cutting that are really amazing, you know, that are out there. Uh, there's plenty of resources. You just got to look. You know, I, there's the no case. reason right now why you couldn't find. That would mm. be not true at all, considering the circumstances that we've been dealt with. You know, um, there's plenty, plenty.
1: Speaking of plenty, the opportunity that there is now within this space, which is ever expanding. What do you think is the next big thing for curly hair and for the movement towards embracing, again, multi-texture, density, porosity, etc. cetera?
2: a good question the next best or big thing for curly hair I mean I can tell you now the trend what's happening now with this uh curly mullet and the curly shags I think that's a trend and then you have the curly hair movement Uh, I don't think that that is something that will die a trend comes and goes right Mm -hmm. Whereas as naturals I think This is going to be around for many, many years. I think the next big thing is to be able to, like my salon, I'm proud and grateful. I have teammates here that they know curly hair, straight hair, anything you throw, we got it. (laughs) They got it. it. It's a beautiful thing to be able to have a beautiful client come in through those doors or a new guest and, and say, you know, we can take care of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's important. And I think it's something that we should look at and probably the next big thing. If it's like when you look at uh, American Idol, right? Or, or something like that, a great singer should be able to dabble in many do genres. Do it all. Yep. Right? As long as you have the training, as long as you know what the rules are to your voice and, and what you can do in your range, right? There's no reason why you can't learn something and do it. And the same should apply to hairdressers. Just because um, I don't know, you were taught uh, precision haircutting doesn't mean that that does not apply to curly cutting, to straight hair, to fine hair, to thick coarse hair. It should you should be able to master any hair. It's hair, it's fabric. Mm-hmm that you are yep. very accustomed to there's no reason why you're not able to do it there's so much education out there go and do it go and do it and make yourself well-rounded um it's only going to make you better you know and as my wow. one mentor teaching, ching he likes to say that
1: <laughs> love that get that paper make it work. Um, all right, before we wrap our interview and we've covered so much ground. So thank you for your time. We're going to go into our quick takes. This is the segment in which we ask the same questions of every single one of our guests. We want your fast take. We don't want you to think about it for too long. The first question that we've got bar soap or body wash, body wash (laughs) easy. All right. Love that. Um, what is one product that you cannot live without? That's not one of yours.
2: One product so if you've developed something,
1: don't count that. But if it's like hair, body, like anything, talk to us about it. We're all product junkies.
2: Oh, uh, it would actually be a tool and it's my wet brush. Okay. You will not catch me anywhere without my wet brush. I do not do combs, I do wet brush. This hair needs mm. wet brush all day, every day.
1: Love that, that's amazing. <laughs> um, okay, so COVID, we talked about it briefly. It wrecked a lot of things for a lot of people. One of the things that did happen is that we streamed maybe more than we ever did before. Uh, so what are you currently streaming? TV, movies, podcasts? Let us know. What should we get into?
2: Um, for me, it's, it's, believe it or not, it's reels. I love reels. I love uh, doing reels mm-hmm. and IGTVs. I'm not big on productions and all of that. This is probably the most like real produced thing I do is podcasts. But honestly, I like quick, fast, learn something quick. There's no reason why you can't get something in seven seconds,
1: you Mm. know? Mm. Well, Instagram, I'm sure would love to hear you say that. So (laughs) all about it. The developers did the right thing. Um, All right. Last question for quick takes advice for anybody within the salon professional space that wants to get to the top of our industry?
2: Believe in yourself. Because I think, yes, people say it and it's corny, but you have to. Because if you Mm -hmm. don't, you are your own worst enemy. Believe in yourself and stay connected with the people that are doing what you want to do. You know, if you're not there yet, find that mentor. And I'm pretty sure they're going to want to help you. You know, just find a mentor and believe
1: in yourself. you. Love pushing. that, And get some stalking in like you were talking yes. about earlier.
2: <laughs> I do stalk. I sure do.
1: <laughs> a light stock. All good. Uh, Ona, from your perspective, who are three other people within the industry that you think that our listeners should know about? We're all about amplifying voices and people and talent. Um, so is there anybody that comes to mind that you feel like should be better known that isn't?
2: That's a really good question. Um, I would say Josh DeMarco. He's a dear friend and he's phenomenal. Um, he owns a shop in Philly. I think mm. he's, he has a great following on, on social but he's a wonderful man. Um, good husband and incredible talent. He's a beast. I would say him, who else? I, there's so many people I admire
1: not trying to put you on the spot. You can follow up. We will link to them within the show notes. We want to make sure that we can give people some shine. Um, We're all about, again, amplifying voices and helping folks to discover people that they should know about, but that they don't for whatever reason. Uh, So no worries right now. Ona, it has been an absolute pleasure talking with you. I feel like I know so much more about your background and the hair saint totally applies um, based on all of the things that you've said in terms of helping people to embrace what they love about themselves and, and um, getting them to a place where they can um, sort of embrace that part of themselves. If they've been, you know, engaging in bad talk that they stop it um, and really love their, their hair and themselves all about it. So thank you so much for your time today. Um, Yeah. We're going to be linking out to all of your social, all of your websites within the show notes and yeah, just, again, couldn't thank you enough for for joining us uh, on Volume Up.
2: Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Thank you, Stephen, Monica, Simone, and everybody
0: else. So Ona rang true, right? She is a total boss. I love it. Um, love hearing about her experience and certainly everything that she's done within the industry.
1: Such a force of nature. (laughs) Kind of reminded me of Gloria, um, our all-time fave. No offense, Ona. You're right Right. up there with her. Um, Although, you know, we can't really pick favorites. Everybody's great. Uh, Really enjoyed hearing all of her experience, what she talked about in terms of growing up and her feelings on hair and how it's informed what she does with clients. Like, it was just a a feel. Like, it's what you love, the heartstrings um about the salon professional industry so thank you so much ona for being on the podcast and let us know how you guys think or how you guys felt about it
0: yeah and be sure to hit subscribe rate and review and follow us on instagram facebook twitter youtube and tiktok at read the Tease, and send in questions to volume up at the teas.com.
1: Volume Up is a Tease Media production. This episode was produced by Monica Hickey and Steven Joderan. Thank you to our creative team for putting together the graphics for this episode, and to Josh Landowski for editing so you can watch and listen on YouTube.